Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. A prince and a prime minister. They both had a pretty bad day yesterday. One faces trial in New York, while the other faces the court of public opinion. The next few weeks will be very telling. It's Thursday, January 13th. Here's your News Fix. Prince Andrew, the ninth in line to the throne, is one step closer to going on trial in a civil case to face accusations of sexual assault. In yet another blow to the royal, a US judge on Wednesday rejected his bid to have Virginia Dufresne's lawsuit dismissed. Remember, Dufresne alleges she was sexually abused by the prince three times, in London, New York, and on Jeffrey Epstein's private island in 2001, when she says she was 17 years old. She claims the prince knew she was a minor at the time. The royal has repeatedly and vehemently denied all of the accusations against him. It's worth noting that this is a civil lawsuit, not a criminal one. In a criminal case, Dufresne's lawyers would have to prove the case against Prince Andrew beyond a reasonable doubt. There is a lower bar of proof required for civil lawsuits in the US. Many reports suggest the prince now really has three options, all of them being, quote, stark and unattractive. The first, he could settle out of court. The effort to avoid trial would mean a very costly settlement, but it is also important to remember it wouldn't be Andrew's decision alone. Virginia Dufresne would have to agree to it. Channel 4 News cited sources close to Dufresne, saying she is not inclined to do that. The second option would be to default and essentially ignore the case. This would result in a finding against him, and few people actually think this would happen. Lastly, he could fight the case in court. This would require him giving evidence under oath that would be scrutinized in an open court, with a trial expected to occur in autumn of this year. There are a lot of unknowns in this, as you can imagine, but a royal commentator told Channel 4 News that there is absolutely no prospect whatsoever of Prince Andrew appearing in court. Peter Hunt described a settlement as, quote, the least worst of some pretty bad options. Okay, so what next? Both parties in preparation for a trial would be expected to give recorded evidence under oath in what is called a discovery phase, which would involve having to answer some deeply personal questions. The judge set a deadline of July 14th for this to be done. And while this information would not be made public initially, it would eventually be revealed if a trial went ahead and is of course vulnerable to leaks to the press. In terms of the royal perspective on this, this would be deeply damaging to the royal family at any stage, but it is particularly bad timing. And that's because on February 6th, the Queen will have reigned for 70 years. The Platinum Jubilee celebrations to mark this historic milestone are scheduled for June. In the newsletter, we've linked to the judge's 46-page decision on this, and it is a story that naturally we will keep a very close eye on. In terms of what else is going on, Prime Minister Boris Johnson apologised in the House of Commons on Wednesday for his attendance at a social gathering in Downing Street in May 2020. In his apology, Johnson said, I know that millions of people across this country have made extra sacrifices. I know the rage they will feel with me and with the government I lead when they think that in Downing Street itself, the rules are not being followed. I have learned enough to know there are things we simply did not get right. I believed implicitly that this was a work event, but with hindsight, I should have sent everyone back inside. In terms of what the latest on this story is, at least four Conservative MPs, including the leader of the Scottish Conservatives, have joined a chorus of opposition members calling for Johnson to resign. In terms of what the future holds, as BBC News pointed out, a growing number of MPs want Johnson replaced. 54 Conservative MPs would need to send a letter registering no confidence in the Prime Minister to the 1922 committee in order to trigger a leadership challenge. Many are waiting to see the outcome of Sue Gray's investigation, which is expected shortly. Now, in Ireland, the murder of a young woman in broad daylight on Wednesday has shocked the country. 
A 23-year-old teacher was reportedly attacked while exercising in a public and well-known area of Tullamore at around 4pm. A man in his 40s has been detained and multiple media reports suggest it was a random attack with the man not believed to have known the woman personally, but it is of course early in the investigation. It's also worth noting that the Irish Times reported that during the attack another woman arrived on the scene and disturbed the attacker, followed shortly by a second woman. It's a story we're going to keep a very, very close eye on. If there's any developments, we'll let you know here. Now, keeping an eye, Novak Djokovic has been named in the draw for the Australian Open, which begins on Monday, though his right to remain in the country remains unclear. Given the embarrassment the Australian government suffered on Monday when a court ruled against them, they are only expected to revoke Djokovic's visa if they believe they have a watertight case against him. Also, Serbian lawyers have suggested that tennis number one could be subject to a fine or community service at some point. On Wednesday, Djokovic admitted to meeting a journalist for an interview in December, despite knowing he was positive for coronavirus. On today's agenda, in London, British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss will host the EU's chief Brexit negotiator for dinner this evening, ahead of further talks on Friday. What's on the menu? Scottish salmon, Welsh lamb and the Northern Ireland Protocol. Remember, Liz Truss added Brexit negotiator to her list of responsibilities following the sudden resignation of Lord Frost in December. In The Telegraph over the weekend, Truss published a piece getting straight to the point with the headline, I will trigger Article 16 if the EU does not cooperate. And Jamie Lynn Spears, the younger sister of Britney Spears, has spoken on camera for the first time since the controversial conservatorship ended in November. Jamie Lynn is promoting her new memoir, Things I Should Have Said, and spoke about the fractured relationship with her sister, her views on Britney's ordeal, and the impact her father's alcoholism had on her as a child. It actually makes for a really interesting interview, and we've included a link to it in the newsletter. In Twitter trends, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are engaged. The couple uploaded a video of the moment to Instagram, which has been viewed more than 13 million times in just eight hours. And lastly, today marks one year since then-President Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives following the deadly breach of the Capitol on January 6th. Trump is the only US president to have ever been impeached twice. In February last year, he was acquitted following a Senate trial. That's today's fix. Have a great day.